Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going really well, Shay. Happy to be here as always. This is always an exciting time. New season. New season, new Apex, new podcast. And we got a good one though. Today we are doing something a little bit more fun and talking about all of the Apex Legends seasons and making a little bit of a tier list. So we'll talk about that more soon, get the details on that. But before we do, if you want a question answered on the show, ask in our Discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you'd like, drop us a follow on Twitter, Eric Rudoche and at HB Burson. Still the easiest way to get in contact with us at this point if you add us over there on Twitter. Absolutely. If you want to compete in the sixth third-party invitational, you still have time to enter. There's about six or seven full team slots still available. The date is February 24th. Again, it's our largest prize pool yet. Only the original eight legends can be played. We're kicking it old school back to King's Canyon. It's going to be a ton of fun. Don't miss out. And uh, the sign up, all you have to do, join the Patreon at any tier you would like, and you'll have complete access. Sweet. Well, let's dive into the episode, but before we get into the main topic, first big announcement we also have to make is the third-party lobbies Discord server is live. Link for that is going to be in the description of this episode. It's going to be in the new in the Discord that we currently have as well. If you are missed the last few episodes where we kind of talked about what we were going to do with third-party tournaments, the third-party lobbies Discord server is going to be a place for our community, uh, everyone that's currently in the Discord server, anyone that listens to the third-party podcast that has any interest in playing in private lobby matches to be able to meet each other, come together, really set up and run your own tournaments. We're just kind of trying to provide the meeting place. So come together, start some stuff up, at people, feel free if we see some stuff going live. Henry and I will probably try and jump in and uh, play against everybody. So should be a blast. Hopefully we see people over there. We have no idea if there's going to be eight people or if there's going to be 180 people in there. So, uh, you know, expectations are all over the place at this point. Yep. Um, anything on the, the, the server, Henry? Uh, no, I think, you know, like you said, this is an experiment for us. If a lot of people join, that will directly correlate to us hosting more tournaments, creating a league, more prizes, more interaction. So the onus is on the listeners to kind of see, is there demand for more private lobbies? So take advantage of it. Yep, definitely. Before we dive into the podcast, though, Revelry, the new season, it has come out. We've talked about the patch notes in depth over the last two weeks, and so we're not doing our normal day of patch notes breakdown. But I do want to give us a chance to talk about our first impressions of the season. You've been able to drop in now for the first time. We've dropped in together. How are you feeling just early on? Season feels really good. Um, There's a lot to look at, a lot to try out. I think the Balancing across the board and the new class system is probably the most exciting to me. Um, I think some of the things that we weren't really able to speak to as much in our previous episodes were more the UI and full lobby feel of the skirmisher perk, which I think we have maybe uh, felt a little bit better now uh, that we've actually played Mm -hmm. with it. And then the Bloodhound passive White Raven is much cooler than we thought. Probably not as powerful as it could be, but still pretty cool. So I think there's more to explore and probably a lot more to talk about in the coming weeks. Yeah, it's going to be you know it's going to be nice to keep uh, playing, get our hands on more things. I think the uh, Pathfinder Ultimate. The expectations oh, yeah. have been met on that one. Uh, an incredible ability right now that whew, I'm very excited about. So a lot of cool stuff. I think you know Mirage Trois being back in action is great, and uh, I've been enjoying the TDM uh, so far. So I think we got a lot of cool stuff. We'll be talking about all great stuff from the new season over the coming weeks, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. But 
Let's dive into the main topic of the day. And in celebration of the new season and four years of Apex Legends, we wanted to take this episode to have a little bit of fun and look back at the history of Apex Legends and reflect on all the season releases that have come and gone. Um, you know, we've been having some fun with new styles of episodes lately, and listeners, you guys have all expressed very positive reactions to it. So we're going to try and keep those rolling. And with one of our most popular episodes, we did a live tier list ranking of all the legends and Apex Legends. Now we are going to do a live tier ranking all of the seasons of Apex Legends. So we went back took a look at all of the updates over the years, sorted through all the features that came with the new seasons, whether it was at the launch, you know, the patch in the middle of the season, well, what used to be the patch in the middle of the season, um, and then any other time. And so we're going to use that information to have potentially some fun back and forth. We'll see if we disagree on stuff and you know come up with a tier list here live on the spot. We got 16 seasons to go through. Goal is to do it all in this one episode, but if we you know go really long and Henry and I get distracted, this could get extended into a part two potentially. So just don't hold us to it now. I gave the warning up front. We're gonna try and get through everything. Um, what are you excited though to kind of look at these seasons and reflect on? I I think this is a really fun episode idea. I'm excited to dive into it. I also have concerns that we might go a little bit long, but the main idea is look back, reminisce, and see if we can map out like when were the good old days or were things mm-hmm. more spread out? Um, how impactful were the big splashes of content like the new maps or specific weapons or legends? Um, I think for you and I, we have a pretty good mental map of the history of Apex since we've been playing since day one and creating content for <laughs> three years. but sometimes it also blurs together, you know, and we kind of think about, oh, well, Bloodhound is in this state. They've always been that way. Well, if we kind of take a look back, we can kind of see how different things have risen and fallen perhaps. And I don't know, there's going to be a lot to go into. Yeah, it's going to be fun though. I think that's kind of the key at the end of the day. And we're going to start things off by going chronologically through, Um, you know, last time we kind of did this tier list, Henry and I, I think, we had more opinion, like more opinions already established on where we thought things should be. And so we kind of just went around willy-nilly. I think this one, we're going to be doing a lot more of retroactively comparing where we place things. So if you're listening to this and you're like, what a horrible ranking our first time through, I just want to say, I think we're going to be doing some adjustments. I say that now we're just going to, you know, first time through it, it's going to be absolutely pristine and perfect. Um, but we'll start chronologically. So we'll start with season one, Wild Frontier. And my, oh my, back in the good old days, you know, this is when we got Octane introduced into the game. The Havoc was introduced. We had Elite Q in season one, Wild Frontier. And not a lot of weapon balancing, but we did get a good chunk of legend balancing coming and going. So Wild Frontier. Any thoughts, feelings, memories uh, on where we think this one should slide in? Maybe. Yeah, I think Octane is a beloved legend. Um, I remember the trailer pretty vividly of this season, just like how yeah. exciting it was. Um, the anticipation was high. This was the first season. Yeah, so it was very <laughs> exciting. Um, the Havoc didn't... I don't have a massive like, memory of the Havoc hitting the ground and like really shaking things up. It almost felt like it should have always been there because we just had uh, the devotion, you know? So it was Mm -hmm. kind of like, well, good to have that devotion, triple take, and now the havoc to round out the energy class. Um, I'm kind of willing to put this pretty dang low. I want to peg it at C tier. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, but here's the deal I am only going that low because. The expectations also weren't very high. So, mm-hmm. like, the expectations were so low. We didn't get a whole lot of content. Still love this season, but relative to other seasons, you know, I, I think it's hard to stack up. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to put this in C. I, I mean, I think this, this might end up in D tier. 
to be totally all right, fair. All right. And 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 that's not like an that's how it should we'll, be. We'll talk about this at the end. It yeah, gets you know, better. it's not an insult yeah. to them, and it's not an insult to the seasons at all. It's just comparatively, the amount of content we've been getting in seasons lately are a lot more, and. It's probably because the team has tripled in size yeah. since then, and a lot of stuff's changed. So I think that's pretty fair if, uh, to start at NC. I don't want to throw anybody in D just off a rip to really get things rolling. Yeah. But uh, talk to me, Henry. Go Walk us through Season 2 Battle Charge, because I think uh, we might have an early contender oh, yeah. on our hands There's no here. doubt about <laughs> it. Um, battle Charge? Um Maybe for the OG players who remember this season, this was Watson's introduction. This was our first major map update for Kings Canyon when the Leviathans came in and destroyed the center of the map. Um, we had the introduction of Cage. We had Flyers come in in the cages. Um, and then we had, for the only time, two town takeovers released in one season with Octane and Wraith's uh, Sing Labs. Enter Kings Canyon. We also got the L Star come in via a supply drop weapon, a new weapon introduced mm-hmm. into the care packages with school. And then we also got two new hop ups, the hammer points and the disruptor rounds, plus energy mags for the triple take and the havoc and the devotion. This was also the first instance of ranked. And then <laughs> when it comes to the battle pass, we had the reactive skin for the R301. Uh, which is pretty dang popular. And then on top of that, we also had a very healthy amount of weapon and legend balancing. So a lot. It's us. It's It's us. It's Like, let's just be fair. I I mean, we could take out half the things that this season did, the mag, the the hop-ups, the town takeovers, and you could say, you could make an argument that the introduction of just ranked on its own. Yeah in a season equals S tier because it's the biggest mode. It is what Apex Legends is now. Add on top of that, they did pretty much. We got a kind of a category system here that we're looking at uh, for reference and they hit pretty much every category. Um, so I, I think it's a, it's a killer and uh, it's pretty easily an S. I just remember the season being announced, you know, and we kind of had, it was, a live announcement with Drew McCoy uh, showing the trailer for the first time. It was super hype. Um, yeah, I think this is when this is when Henry and I really started freaking out about Apex Legends with season two. Yeah, this was just a massive amount of content at the time, and looking back at it, it's very impressive. It has to be mentioned as well. Like Watson is not a super popular legend, but in terms of shifting the way we play and affecting the meta, both competitive and now that we had ranked, I don't know if there's a single legend that made a bigger impact than Watson. Just Mm -hmm. countering the nade play on King's Canyon was so necessary, and uh, she really changed the game a lot. Yeah, quite impressive. I think S tier, maybe that changes after we go through all these, but let's at least, let's lob this into S to start. So, And now we'll talk season three meltdown and this was a big one as well and we had crypto new legend being introduced which was you know i think i don't know what the right word is for the introduction of crypto yeah. like maybe dis- divisive because a lot of people really liked it a lot of people really hated it you know crypto's a low pick rate legend now but we're just a different very different new introduction into apex but the big thing was we got our first new map we got world's edge which at the time, was incredible for a new Battle Royale to be releasing another game so soon. Um, and I think just if you take that and uh, look at it on its own, that's a big deal. Uh, but outside of that, we got uh, the town takeover, Mirage Voyage, out of the King's Canyon, the charge rifles introduced. We got two new hop-ups, the double tap and the anvil, which I know Henry's going to chef's kiss those two. Uh, we got Weapon charms being introduced. We got some new mechanics in the firing range. We got cargo bots being introduced. We had the train on World's Edge come in. And then we had a reactive skin for the PK along with strong weapon and legends balancing. So overall, a pretty healthy system. What are your impressions uh, on Meltdown looking back? Yeah. um, Season three was, I think, a big deal for us. I have a lot of nostalgia for season three particularly 
Um, this was kind of the the big breakout for the G7 in my life uh, with the locked and loaded as a LTM. This was also, you know, a really important time for Gibraltar and kind of when I solidified my main. Um, you know, for those reasons, those are kind of, you know, intangibles outside of just the raw content drop. I want to put this probably an A though. I don't know if it's S tier because crypto wasn't super impactful. Charge rifle, you know, people don't like the charge rifle. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could be swayed, um, but I think it's a really solid pick in A. I think, yeah, a part of me really wants to give World's Edge the S nod. And I'm happy to put fair. it in A. I think, I, I do think though, when you compare it to season two, you're like, yeah, there is a new map, but there was a lot of other really good stuff in season two. I think let's put it in A, and this could be one where maybe we move it up when we see what else we top have of to A, put in A. All right. Yeah, definitely yeah. Top, top of A, of A right at now. Least. Okay, walk us through season four though. Simulation season Which, four. Crazy how long Rep's been around. I know, right? The he's, he's the <laughs> oldest legend, and he's really been around for a while in the game. Um, so yes, this is Revenant season. We had uh, the map update for World's Edge, which is most notably the destruction of West and East Fragment, previously known as Capital City. Uh, this was Harvester. This was also Survey Camp, which for mm-hmm. us made a really big impact on the game. Banger. Not only were we hyped about Survey Camp because we saw the trailer and we thought, oh, wow, weapon racks guaranteed r301 every single game you drop there and you're set up so that was really exciting for us but then it became you know our ranked drop for the longest time Mm -hmm. so survey camp pretty interesting solid map update i would say town takeover for bloodhound at the trials on world's edge really beautiful a lot of cool new features also had the introduction of the sentinel um with that sniper ammo sniper mags we had the first little teaser in LTM of Evo Armor and then Hollow Sprays as well in terms of items. Um, and then on top of the weapon racks, this was also the introduction of Loot Vaults, Reactive Skin for the Flatline, uh, which was probably mm-hmm. one of the best of all time. Uh, only recently losing, getting a controversial update to the Iron Sights yeah. a couple seasons yeah. back. And then we got some weapon balancing. And then most notably on the legend side, this was kind of the beginning of that bloodhound heat mm-hmm. of being able to wall hack. Um, so yeah, yeah, that was season yeah. four. What do you think? I'm looking at it and it's a really strong season. You know, a lot of stuff went down. I think when we look about when we look at where to rank assimilation, I think the conversation gets hard. And before I actually dive into that, it is crazy to kind of think how short of a time we had with capital city mm-hmm. looking back and how long we've now had west and east fragment since then yeah. you know that update came and went so fast which is just retroactively and crazy honestly but i look at this season and i look at our you know season one ended up in c tier and our s and a tier are seasons that have highly defining characteristics to them you know we have ranked being introduced in season two and we have World's Edge in season three, like two really strong pillars. And so because of that, I don't know if we can put it in A, but I also think it might be an A tier one when we look back and compare it to others. So maybe my hunch says, my gut says maybe it's, it's B tier, at least to start right now. But would you counter and say there is a defining characteristic from the season that maybe can compare it to those other two that we've ranked higher? I want to, I would very confidently put it in B or even lower, mm-hmm. um, because the most notable thing I pull away from season four is Bloodhound, you know, and that was yeah. just a balancing update that I think changed the competitive scene, changed how we played. We started playing Bloodhound, you know, immediately and pretty much didn't stop until uh, probably season seven. Um, yeah. So I-, I would confidently put it in B. Yeah, and I, th- I think, I mean, you have a good point in that like we could put it in C. I just struggle to put it in the same tier yeah. as season one, which yeah. maybe means season one might have to move down even further, unfortunately. Maybe. Um, but we can circle back to that one, I think, when we find another, uh, when we find another B tier season. 
Season five, though, we'll keep it rolling. Fortune's favor. Let's f- all forget about how much the game crashed at the start of the season. Yep. Irrelevant. Um, <laughs> irrelevant to this ranking. Uh, but what is relevant is the new legend introduced, and that's Loba, which was just an absolute blast. And with that, we had map updates to Kings Canyon. Kind of had a lot of destruction throughout the map, and that came with salvage, capacitor, rig. The, the updates that we loved and nobody still plays at to this date uh, up in the north, uh, east side of the map. So an interesting one, you know, no town takeovers, no new weapon, no new hop-ups. And so this is kind of the first time we had maybe a gap in that spot which was fair i think we never were expecting to get new hop-ups and new weapons every time because you know you can't expect to add a new weapon in each season we did get mobile respawn beacons though which was pretty big deal i would say at the time the first kind of introduction of a new survival wasn't even survival gear at the time but a new item in apex legends and with the map updates came charge towers being introduced we had a wingman reactive skin and then we had the introduction of quests in Apex Legends, and not just any quest, playable quests, where you actually had almost a campaign-like experience in Apex Legends. It wasn't a comic. We had the text version of the quest, so a lot of lore. Pretty much every legend was being touched in some way, shape, and form with this first quest. And then we had strong weapon and legend balancing as well. Um, what are your thought, thoughts, though, looking back on Fortune's Favor? I love Loba so much. Um, like she's just a really big deal in terms of, you know, my experience in Apex. Was she at the time? No. Like no. I did not main Loba when she released. Jay was definitely more bullish on Loba. Um, but I also I really liked this map update. Um, and I think we've been defending this map update for now years <laughs> but really liked it loved the really charge years. towers loved the you know guaranteed gold weapon in different vaults thought that was so cool mm-hmm. um and then the quest you know being a a pretty big game changer um you know you mentioned no town takeover no new weapon no new hop up a little bit lacking at the time we were in COVID, this was pandemic. Yeah, we thought, wow, we aren't getting anything. And so even though there was some disappointment in the lack of a new weapon after getting three new weapons back to back to back, um, this was still a really good season. Um, I kind of, I want to give it some it's love. hard one to rank. <laughs> I, I would push it into A because really love the legend, love the map updates. Loved the quest, mobile respawn beacon, very impactful. But more than that, the lifeline rework and the mirage rework on top of other balancing, hard to beat that when it comes to legend balancing. Man. And this was our first season release that we ever covered on the podcast. That's true. That's true. That's fair. I man, it's tough it's tough for me to put it in the and I love the map update too. It's just tough to me to say. That's in the same tier as World's Edge with the town takeover, with hop-ups. Uh, but the quest is a good one, too. Like The quest is a defining feature. If the quest was more successful, I'd feel a lot happier about that. But I think you know, it, it is better than our, it's better than our B, B tier, uh, you know, season four, for sure. So I think what might help is that season three is definitely top of A. You know, like if we put five, season five in A, they're not necessarily equivalent. You know, would we would would we have a stronger start to this if we moved our B and C's down a tier, and we put this at the start of B tier? Would that open up more of like a sure, let's now we that. have our tiers in a way? Let's and I think I think this is one to keep our eye on though, because I think this is one that can get moved up potentially. I think a um, lot of the reason that I would move it up is just nostalgia. You know, in terms of raw content, definitely we gotta separate the nostalgia, yeah. Henry. So it's we gotta this like is it. a analytical podcast. It is. You're the analytical man. So don't make me do this. Okay. That means we're moving. Uh, season one down to D tier. That means we're moving season four assimilation to C tier, and season five is sliding in at B tier. 
Um, whether this is how you should make a tier list or not, we have five seasons and we have five tiers. And maybe that's because Henry and I are ranking this as we go. So now we kind of have barometers one set through five. for each one. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. All right. Thank you Easy. for joining us. We're done. But let's go into season six. So walk us through walk us through boosted. Yeah. Because this was this is a fun one to look back yeah. on. Cause I think you and I were. I don't know if like disappointed is the right word leading into this season, but we weren't as hyped yeah. as we were for season five, at least. Totally. <laughs> so the two things as background for season six are number one, this was our longest podcast ever at two hours. So if you yeah. want to listen to a big episode, this is the only one where we went kind of crazy. But that disappointment or just kind of overhype for season six, I think was because we were disappointed in season five with no town takeover, no new mm-hmm. weapon, no hop up. And with the quest, we didn't let them get the benefit of the no, doubt. We said, it's COVID, <laughs> screw you, you got to keep working. <laughs> and so when we didn't get an even better PVE quest, when we didn't mm-hmm. get, you know, the new hop up or the new town takeover, and we were so skeptical about Rampart. Like, I just remember vividly. Yeah. She's the new legend. Why the heck would I ever use a minigun over my fully kitted R301, my fully kitted G7? Like, how could you possibly convince me? And if you could, it's probably going to be overpowered. So we got Rampart. We got a map update to World's Edge. So we're back there. No more train. So killed that. Introduced a launch site, countdown, and staging. We got the Volt pretty exciting we got evil Mm -hmm. armor at the top of the season we got crafting with the replicators we got blast walls introduced in both staging and countdown world's edge then we had a reactive skin for the g7 a comic for the quest and then a lot of weapon balancing and more legend balancing as well man it's a good season it's a really good season and I think you talked about on you know last with season five that you really like the map updates that we got. I think these map updates were not only do we like them, but the community, everyone liked them. And I think our real reason why World's Edge is one of, if not the most beloved map in Apex Legends. Um, so I think huge hit there. Volt is has a debate to be the most popular gun that's ever been introduced into Apex Legends. Evo armor absolutely shifted the way we play the game, along with crafting. Um, I think you put those together. You got a really strong season. I, you know, I my initial thought was a, but I think I could be swayed if you want to move it around outside of that. Um, Up or down. So talk to me. I, either way, All I right. think I think I think because of the lack of a new map. There is obviously always room for it to slide in wherever, but I think this season does have a lot of defining features to the game. And I kind of mentioned that a defining feature being introduced in a season is something that puts you in S or A, at least early on, in my head for how we've been talking about this so far. But what do you think? I really like season six. Um, You know, I love Rampart. Um, I'm going to be playing her even more than I have in the past this season with the new class system. Evo Armor, Volt, and Replicators alone. Those are more universally positive things. I think on top of that, having the Bloodhound skin in the Battle Pass, I think it was like Road, Road something, Road, road Warrior. Road Warrior. I think. That's yeah. pretty heat. Hard to hoodies. top that. We have hoodies <laughs> made by Spear. Um, pretty amazing. I would say even if, and I would say this map update, why you, I think, thought it was so good. We lost the train, but this was an additive map update. You know, we gained so much. We didn't have things Mm -hmm. just get destroyed. Um, You know, we didn't have to kill Skulltown in order to have an update, (laughs) which I think is pretty positive. Um, I think think you put it in A, and I think the reason Mm -hmm. that it doesn't get to S tier is probably rampart but not being as impactful as other legends i think that's fair i would if i was going to credit anything to it not making s i would say rampart and i think the comic being introduced 
as the quest line was such a and, and I comics fine like I like it, it was I enjoy it but it was such a blow yeah. it was such a blow and a disappointment looking back um yeah I think I think A is fine and I think that leaves us with S and A tier being seasons that have really defining features for the game that have been introduced in some way shape or form I don't even remember if I just covered boosted or Ascension. I don't know whose turn it is. I can go into talk. I don't remember okay. either. <laughs> um, okay, but you you talk about Ascension. So we'll give you a roll. Season seven, Ascension. This was Horizon. This was Olympus. Um, we also got a split update that introduced Pathfinder's Town Takeover on Olympus. We got the new hop up Quick Draw. We got Triadents. We had Loot Marvins. We had Clubs. And then we had a reactive skin for the R99 and a lot of balancing for both weapons and legends. Man, clubs. How I wish that could have been the true defining feature of Apex Legends. Could have. Oh, man. Um, Okay. I want to keep this rolling. Season 7, Ascension, is a solid season. Olympus is a map you and I like. It's our best ranked map. Like whether we like it or not, that's where we perform the best. So that's something we got to talk about. You know, you talked about Watson being like such an impactful legend to the meta to be introduced to the game. I think Horizon is probably the next legend that has had such a drastic impact on the game since her introduction. Um, You know, she has she's had a lull for a little bit at times, but she's now right back here at the top and has been a very divisive legend for a long time. I'm not realizing you've done two in a row because I'm trying to give a ranking now, uh, twice in a row Dang. to kick off our conversation. I so, can ease the burden um, then if you don't want yeah, to. Yeah, ease first. the burden on me because I think it's a hard one. That's two really good things in Horizon and Olympus. And the Tridents can be argued as a really defining feature of Apex Legends as well. Um, so I, I think it's a tough one, truly. <laughs> I agree with a lot of things you're saying. Olympus is a beloved map. It was really so far away from World's Edge, but still Mm -hmm. was a success, which I think is very impressive. I think Triadents were massively impressive. I was so skeptical, so against the idea of introducing vehicles, and they 10 out of 10 killed it with Triadents. It's perfection. Mm -hmm. And I agree, Horizon is so impactful and so popular. I'd put it in S tier. Oh, okay. That's spicy. I was going to say, hey, okay, okay. Um, I think, well, let's do an exercise real quick on this one. Yeah. Let's kind of give it the comparison to our current S tier to see if we can get it to slide in there. So we have Watson, Horizon. Can we chalk those as like, hey, both really impactful legends, or do we need to give Horizon even more of a lean to what she has been? I think Horizon gets even more because okay. she took over the pubs you know like yeah such a popular legend i think that's undeniable mm-hmm. okay well i think then you gotta lean the horizon you gotta lean to olympus over the map mm-hmm. updates of battle charge um you have a lean and, and then you have a lean to the town takeovers you know just two versus one on uh battle charge but pathfinder's fight night is pretty good pathfinder it's a good one it's a good one for sure it's a good one for sure so it's not like a knock by any means to pathfinder you know l star doesn't really matter, but it was another piece of content in there. Two hop-ups that I think are really like. So I think you give the hop-up lean to battle charge, which these aren't as important as our top two, which is what I'm going to come back to here in a second. Energy mag, big deal. New introduction of mags into the game is something we're still seeing impacts of to today. And ranked is ranked is a killer one. And Trident Loot Martin's clubs are awesome also. So yeah, I think it's a tough comparison. I think we can throw it in the S tier. I think it. I think I would definitely keep. Man, it's tough. I think they're fair. I think like Horizon and Olympus equals Watson map update ranked. Yeah, is that? I fair? agree. I don't think that putting season seven in S tier would bump, you know, Battle Charge out. You know, I think no. they yeah. they both have you know strengths and weaknesses and. Is S tier. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk season eight mayhem. Uh, we got Fuse introduced in this season. The scared, most scared Henry has ever been for the introduction of a legend. And rightfully so. We were scared of a 
blow it up legends uh, for sure. Um, we had King's Canyon update. We got a lot of stuff destroyed uh, because of Fuse's introduction to the games, which brought us Spotted Lakes and Crash Site, two other huge POIs that I feel like don't get the respect they deserve on King's Canyon. Uh, we had the Caustic uh, King uh, Town Takeover, the introduction of the 3030 into the game. We had Gold Mags come into the game, Heat Shield, so another item introduced, Explosive Holds, Observer Towers, so a lot of stuff going on around King's Canyon. Longbow reactive skin. And this was kind of the first season we took a look at and said, you know, there was weapon balancing, but there wasn't as much as everything else uh, in prior seasons. So not a huge knock. We still had some good balancing, but it just, it wasn't like a meta shifting balance by any means. And then we did continue on with really strong legend balancing this season. Fuse, Mayhem. What what do you think? Because this is a tough one to rank because I think it's a lot of attention on King's Canyon, which is a map you and I love, but I don't think the community was all that jazzed about us coming back to King's Canyon again, yeah. giving it more attention and playing here for a long time. Yeah, I. this is a harder one to rank. Um, Fuse was not very impactful at launch. Over time, he's been balanced for us to both kind of give him a good amount of credit. Um, I did not like this map update where we introduced, you know, terrorism into the Apex universe. That just, (laughs) yeah, you were not a fan of that. It still kind of rattles me that that actually happened. But love gold mags, heat shields are absolutely game changing without a doubt. And I love explosive holds. Um, on top of that, 3030, pretty solid gun looking back on things. And, the season split of season eight was so incredibly popular. Like this was a massive record-breaking, you know, spike in the player base. That yeah. there's something that is probably an X factor about this season that really made it uh, by the numbers success. Um, that being said, I would put it in B tier above season oh. five. Nervous. I didn't want to fight you on this okay, one. Good. I didn't. I didn't want to fight you on this one, but I was feeling pretty good about B. I just know that you're such a fan of season five, and so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know I if you would want to like keep it on its own. If that makes sense, I like think, say like it is a tier on its own in there. But I, I think you're right. I, I think they are pretty holds. close. Like yeah. I really do. I think they're they're pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. This is a really strong season, and Fuse is another legend where it's like. Yeah, he didn't come in hitting the ground running by any means, but I think there's an argument to say he was maybe more on, on the fun side of things. Like you played him more than Rev. Yeah. I mean, you play more than Rampart, even though we like Rampart. I think Fuse is still a more popular, just legend generally. And yeah, I don't want to sleep on if we really are going to, you know, get into comparing town takeovers at all. Caustic's town takeover is one of, if not, like the best town takeover that's been yeah. introduced. It's S tier in our in our episode. So exactly. So gotta give us some love from that standpoint. Um okay, before we get into the rest of the episode though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, Henry. Season nine. Walk us through it. Legacy with the introduction of Valk. Valkyrie, amazing legend. We had a map update on Olympus with Icarus and then the Icarus Bridge new feature. We had the bow with the respective Dead Eyes Tempo and Shattercaps hop-ups. This was the introduction of emotes and arenas with reactive skin in the battle pass being the devotion and a lot of weapon and legend balancing. What do you think? I think it's a hard one because I want to hear from you on how do we rank arenas? Because arenas being introduced was one of those defining moments mm-hmm. in Apex Legends, and we've put defining moments in S and A tier. But arenas obviously has now since flopped and is out of the game. And so, even though it was a defining moment that really shaped the game for a long time, can it still hold that same you know gravitas uh, as you know some of these other higher moments? But I do want to. I do want to say Valk, another one of those legends being introduced, a very big deal. You know, especially looking back at the pro scene and how it's been shifted and pubs because of Valk. So she's kind of stomped two uh, on two and one. 
And so I do want to give some props for that specifically. Yeah. Um, I love Valk so much. Day one lover of Valk. Um, we both really love the bow as well. Um, the arenas thing does make it hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can put season nine in S tier. I don't want to put it in S tier. Yeah. My thought was back of A. That was my I think initial... back of A as well. Move okay, on. Cool. Sweet. I was going to either have to make an argument for top of B. It was maybe my thought. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. Okay. Season 10, Emergence, Introduction of Seer. Woo, what a spicy legend launch and what a spicy legend life up until this date. Um, World's Edge update coming again. We got more destruction, keeping with Apex's favorite pattern of destroying maps. Uh, but that gave us Climatizer, Lava Siphon, Landslide, so some good POIs in there. We got the Rampage introduced into the game. We had the boosted loader come back. Uh, we had the new mechanic of gondolas within POIs introduced into Apex. This also gave us ranked arenas, so maybe not as big of a deal as arenas itself, but ranked arenas was, was kind of nice to get in at the time. And the Volt getting its reactive skin, along with some, you know, this is when we started to see a step back in legend balancing and weapon balancing for this season in particular. Um, and if we want to put anything into that, I think this is when we could start saying that there was maybe a, a difference in the quality of legend balancing that we started to see. Yeah, a little bit of a, a drop-off. Um, this map update was a big deal, I think, for World's Edge. Losing Sorting Factory, losing these huge, large open buildings and replacing them by Lava Siphon, Landslide, Climatizer, don't want that to be overlooked. I think in terms of quality of life map updates that really changed how you played this is up there um yeah pretty important seer the most controversial legend ever added to the game pretty much immediately had to be hot patched um pretty crazy the impact of seer um and to this day he's been a tough legend to to work into the game um I love, love, love both the Rampage and the Boosted Loader. Like, I'm the big fan of both of those Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. in terms of just the quality of a new weapon, its impact, and then the quality of the hop-ups. I might say Boosted Loader is my favorite hop-up ever added to the game. Um, <laughs> With that being said, if With I got a rank D tier, yeah, it's really hard. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> it's hard, especially when you look at what we already have yeah. in some of these tiers. I think that's where this is a season I like. But the question is, I like it as much as some of these other seasons we already have yeah. slid in here in the ranks. Just like we look at A tier, you know, that's kind of where I want to put it because it's a good season, but. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good as crypto season with new guns, new hop-ups, new map. It wasn't as big as season six where we got, you know, replicators and Evo and the Volt. It's very hard to beat that. And then season nine, I'm not going to say Seer is better than Valk, you know? So (laughs) it's hard. I'd probably put it at the top of B. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think it slides in right there. Uh, pretty nice. We're seeing it. It is kind of hard for these, uh, at least as of now. It is not easy to wind up in C and D tier. Uh, you got to really <laughs> piss off Henry and Shay to, to get in yeah. there. Um, let's keep it rolling. I don't know if I did that one or not, but I'm doing this one. Season 11, Escape brought us Ash and the new map, Stormpoint. Honorable mention to the fact this was our first time we got to early play test a season and we got media credentialed uh, into Apex, so special place in our heart for that. Uh, we also got the introduction of a new weapon, the car, which is a very big deal as well into the history of Apex. The dual shell hop up was introduced, which has its moments, I think, something we kind of like. Uh, Henry at least likes it more than the kinetic feeder. Um, looking back and uh, comparing, true. And with, yeah, with the season, we also got you know PVE elements introduced to the game and spiders and prowlers. And then we had gravity cannons, so our first kind of time stepping away from balloons purely. Um, prowler reactive skin, which was a massive hit. And then you know 
weapon balancing and legend balancing was was there, but not as major as some of these other seasons. Henry, can a map on its own put it in A tier? That's my question to you. Because there's not a lot that goes on outside of it. Like Ash Ash is a good legend. Car is a great weapon. But I know that Storm Point's probably one of the least favorite maps that's been introduced. And so yeah. that's why I kind of asked the question. So when we look back, I think season 11 was when Apex started to really slow down. And I think mm-hmm. one way you can look at that is legend balancing. There was only the much anticipated Watson rework with her heirloom. And yeah. I do not think it was well received. I think the only good thing about this season was the car. Um, I think mm-hmm. at the time, Stormpoint was not well-received. I will go as far as to say, put this at the top of A or of C tier. Oh, man. I think it was a disappointment on the balancing. It, and It was a disappointment on the balancing. And if we want to give credit to the lack of balancing, we can use that to put it in C. I just think it's hard to, I think it's hard to, with, even though it was not a beloved map, bringing a new map into Apex Legends with so many new features. And, you know, I will say, like, as much as this map is not the most loved, it's the most loved ALGS map. And so Mm -hmm. the biggest esports introduction we've had in a long time. And because of that, I almost want to at least put it in like B, towards the back of B, because I think I just, I compare it to what we have in C tier with assimilation and i think if i'm comparing those i think the introduction of stormpoint and ash being a legend that you and i really like versus revenant i think it puts it at a slightly higher tier than that season but i don't want to fight you to the end of the death on this one no, either so i think those, I those think, are fair arguments i would put it at the back of b and be happy but okay, we'll i do Definitely accept the fact that Stormpoint is a really impactful map. Um, I just, at the time, people were unhappy. People were saying, boring yeah. map, bad. Yeah. I think gravity cannons are really clunky. Triadents didn't work on the map. Like It had objective problems, but yeah, it's B. Yeah, and I think credit to the car. As well, as it's a lot of credit on the car. I, I said the Volt was like a like maybe the most impactful weapon that's been released. The car is right there in that conversation, um, and so I think got to give some nod to that for sure. But but walk us through season twelve, Defiance, Mad Maggie. We had an Olympus map update, which was all about phasing. So phase driver. We had the introduction of terminal. We had the kinetic feeder hop up. We had the first iteration of control as an LTM. We had a reactive skin for the Hemlock, a new sort of mythic skin for Bloodhound, a little bit of weapon balancing, and then the crypto rework when it came to legend balancing. I'll share my opinion. We'll kick it right off. I think this is a C tier, and if you want to fight me and put it in D tier, we can have that conversation. Um, I think this is one of the least impactful map updates we've ever had. Um, I know you and I talked a lot about it on the show at the time, and we've talked about it a lot off the air of how this really just didn't do anything for Olympus. It was pretty disappointing in terms of the quantity of content that came to the map. Um, And maybe I'm a sucker and putting it in C because I like Maggie and I like the kinetic feeder, which are two things, and I'm a big fan of control as well. I think that was probably the biggest LTM up until this point that's ever been introduced into Apex. Um, but I think it, it lacks a lot of things in this season. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I would put it in D tier. I, I think okay. Maggie missed the mark. It was the least impactful map update. Kinetic feeder doesn't matter to me. Control. We wanted more permanently balancing. It was worse than season one, you know? So yeah. it's like, I think it's in D. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Let's top pop it in D tier. and. Keep on rolling with season 13 Saviors, which brought us Newcastle. We got a Stormpoint map update, which was the introduction of Down Beast. We had the introduction of Armories into Stormpoint. Uh, we got the Spitfire as the reactive skin. 
Uh, we got some pretty good weapon balancing this season that did some meta shifting. Uh, but this was the first time where we kind of look back and say there was no legend balancing at all. Um, and that's that's a shame, uh, unfortunately, looking back. So talk to me about saviors. Where do you kind of uh, line this one up? I think that this was the glow up of Stormpoint. I think that the armories mm-hmm. really made this map incredible from a loot standpoint. It was very creative with just even more PvE with the Spectres. I'm a huge fan of that. Um, Newcastle is also a really amazing legend. You know, a competitor to Gibraltar who fits into this amazing place of having fortified, but also being a medic, being able to, to you know, be proactive with the cover, but also have mobility. I like Newcastle a lot. I'm impressed by his introduction to the game. Um, you know, with that being said, that was kind of all there was here. Um, yeah. There's not a whole lot to go off of. And so I wish it could have been higher. But I think if you disappoint Shay and Henry on balancing, <laughs> it's going to go down. You, get caught. you know, yeah. it, there's consequences. So. I even though I like Newcastle a lot, I think I'd put this in in C tier. I agree. Would you put it over assimilation or behind assimilation? I think is the question. If we're getting the semantics of each tier, um, <laughs> it's a tough question. I I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's pretty dang close. Which I, I, I is, think which means it's I want to give I want to give the nod to assimilation, yeah, because I want to give the nod to the sniper mags and the sniper yeah, and ammo there was being introduced. a lot of balancing, like and it there was, was good. a lot of balance. So yeah, yeah. C tier. So. So. Okay, hunted Season fourteen. Yep, keep it going. Vantage. We had a map update to Kings Canyon, which introduced relic. We had laser sights. We had level cap increase, gun run, LTM, reactive skin for the triple take and some weapon and legend balancing man this is tough uh from it's just kind of sad you know looking back at the content comparison on some of these seasons from early times versus currently in apex legends um you know vantage was a new legend that was you know enjoyable uh i think she's fun you and i have had our debates about vantage and her actual usefulness in uh playing the game uh, this King's Canyon update, I think, was slightly disappointing to people. There was a, like, it's like, hey, we're bringing back Skull Town, but not really. We're kind of giving you like a half version of it. Um, we're not big fans of laser sights, level cap, cool, gun run, great, like control. I would probably put it in that same category, fun modes. Um, not a ton going on though, just generally speaking. Um, I kind of want to, I kind of want, it feels a lot like saviors it to does. me in terms of what, how much came down. I kind of want to slide it into that C tier with saviors. Yeah, I agree. I could talk more about King's Canyon, but I don't need to. <laughs> it's uh, it's in C tier. Okay. I think that's fair. Uh, let's talk Eclipse season 15. This brought us Catalyst. This brought us a new map in Broken Moon, a map with a lot of hype. That was, you know, and I think justifiable. You and I are actually fans of Broken Men, I think, versus yes. you know, some of the negativity out there. Um, but this is a very good ranked map, in my opinion. Um, unfortunately, no town takeovers, no new weapons, no new hop-ups. Um, stickers is kind of the big thing that came in the item department, uh, which was, you know, interesting. Uh, but zip rails being introduced massive success along with broken moon like if you compare that to gravity cannons i think you and i both lean zip rails being kind of the superior introduction um charge rifle got a reactive skin either loved it or you hated it a little bit of weapon balancing and no legend balancing once again this is a tough one henry because it it, it's all the new map pretty much yeah Uh, unless you want to give some props to catalyst uh, outside of it i'm impressed by catalyst she didn't you know, impact the meta or, you know, get a huge fan base in pubs, but I think that her kit was pretty impressive. Um, I love Broken Moon. Mm-hmm. A map can't get you that far, though, is kind of the sad truth. Um, 
you know, this was not as good of a season as the previous map release of Mm -hmm. season 11 with Ash and the car. And so it has to be below season 11, which is at the bottom of B, you know? Is there anything to the point, though, of that? Yes, like you didn't get the car, which is a big deal that we lean towards with season 11. Um, But I think you and I are both much more fans of Broken Moon in comparison to Stormpoint on release. So does the Broken Moon being the better, more superior map by a pretty good chunk, I would say, outweigh it enough to put it in the same tier, even though it didn't get the car, uh, pretty much. I think that's the only argument I think you can make to put it in B. I don't think you can, because no legend balancing, worst reactive skin with the charge rifle, and Mm -hmm. stickers which ended up not being anything in terms of a cosmetic drop. It's not content, and it just wasn't even followed up on in the next season. So I think, you know, if you love Broken Moon with all of your heart, you can put it top or second to top of C tier at best. No, I think think putting it in C is fine. I think I would would argue with you if it had Legend Balancing. Like that, yeah. that's what I would say. If it say, had anything, honestly. a new hop up, you know, like yeah. something. Uh, I'm, I'm cool to put it at the top of C because of Broken Moon, personally, I'm but cool I, I don't too. think it's a big deal. Um, season 16, though, walk us through Revelry. So the first time, didn't have a new legend, no mm-hmm. new map, no new map update. We have a reintroduction of a town takeover. On every map. Mirage and <laughs> yeah. We have a new weapon, Nemesis. No new hop-up, no new items. We have class perks and some updates to the firing range. We have a new game mode, being Team Deathmatch, and the permanent introduction of Mixtape, which is Gun Run, Control, and Team Deathmatch, Killing Arenas. We have a reactive skin for the Mastiff, and we have a lot of weapon and legend balancing. It's a hard one. This is a really hard one, I think. Um, and this season is obviously any other season. You know? That's the thing. Yeah. And there's a reason we, you know, have it. There's a reason we have we're talking about this now and doing this episode now is because we wanted to kind of have this conversation around season revelry um, because it is an interesting question of how much do you value the legend and map updates. Um, you and I have talked about this a ton. I think. You lean more towards being disappointed from the lack of a new legend, and I lean more disappointed towards the lack of a new map update. So we're both not happy from that standpoint. Um, and I don't think either of us is not disappointed in the other one, I will also say. Um, Nemesis, though, is a big deal. Nemesis is one of these top guns, I think, when we look at you know the Volt and the car being interested in the game. So that's a big deal. The class perks, a very, very big deal. You know, it's a part of the biggest meta shift we'll probably see in a while in high-level Apex Legends. And that's something interesting. And it's just gonna, you know, it changes however we'll look at Apex Legends moving forward. If this is a 20-year game, I have a feeling these perks are gonna be changed and altered over the next 10 years. And this will be kind of the foundational point of that. Um TDM and mixtape, I think you can say that is you know a defining feature as well, similar to the introduction of the new mode arenas. We've yet to see if it will be successful, so we're doing a little bit of kind of some assumptions here on that. Um, I think if we're going to give it credit, though, we got to give credit to the weapon and legend balancing specifically as well. Like this is the biggest we've had in a long time. It's a huge shift. It lines up at least you know the last time we had this much weapon and legend balancing was legacy. Legacy ended up in our A tier, but it had Valk and it had map updates as well. So uh, it's a hard one. Do you have any early inclination before I kind of share my thoughts on it? I think this is not an S tier season. I think you can just concede that. And the reason is the average amount of content in a season is three or four items, which is a legend, a map, or a map update a new weapon, a new hop And season 16 only has one of those, which is just mm-hmm. far below average. When we look at an S tier, that is like meta shaking, a lot of new content. Like it's got to really wow us. A tier, 
there's something that is defining, whether it's mm-hmm. replicators or Valkyrie and arenas. There's something that is game changing. I think the only question there is to ask is is the class system enough of an impactful change and a defining moment to make it an A tier season? Yeah, I think that's the right question to ask. Um, my answer, and honestly, Whatever answer we give right now very well may be wrong in three months. We don't really know for sure yet. My initial inclination is yes, that I think that the changes to the classes and how you look at the legends is going to be a big deal and how you construct a team and form a team. And I think TDM and mixtape is a big introduction as well. So I think it does slide in in that A tier. Does it slide in toward the top of the A tier? No in my opinion. Um, but if you want to fight me on that and you know have it be towards B tier, I'm open to listening to that because it's not like we are blown away with content by any yeah. means. I think I do want to fight it a little bit. I definitely accept that there's some defining moments here. But if we rank it high, it's kind of like saying a quality of life season where you don't mm-hmm. even put out any legend, you don't change the maps, you don't intro mm-hmm. a map, you don't come up with a new hop-up, all you do is change some things around, put a new game mode, and a cracked new weapon, and you have an A-tier season. I, I don't know if that is respectful to the other seasons. You know, like, you, you come out with arenas, which is game-changing, and Valk, and a bow and a map update. Mm -hmm. There's just so much content, but I don't necessarily want to belittle this class. I I think I'd put (laughs) it in the bottom of A and walk away pretty happy. Um, But I will also say that we'll get used to these changes pretty quick. I really am worried about the player retention this season because I think few weeks go by, you're going to understand the new perks, you're going to understand the balancing, and then there's nothing else to chew on. Like, You're just going to be playing Team Deathmatch all day, all season. And I don't know if that is as impactful as previous seasons have been from a content standpoint. Yeah, I I think that's fair. I'm still happy to put it at the bottom of A. Um, I think bottom of A or top of B is probably where it should slide in, at least as of now. But we have had the luck of being able to look back at these other seasons during our ranking process. So yeah. to say this is where it ends uh, is not uh, is not very fair. So uh, this could definitely shift uh, over time. That's for sure. Um, but that's we've now ranked all the seasons. Henry, do you want to give a quick summary of what our tiers look like as of now? Yeah. So in S tier, we have season two and season seven. In A tier, we have season three, season six, season nine, and season 16. In B tier, we have season 10, eight, five, and 11. In season in tier C, we have season 15, season four, season 14, and season 13. And in D tier, we have season one. And sadly, season twelve. It's uh, season twelve. Definitely looking back was was sad. That's for sure. I, I think we have a pretty good list, though. We did a lot of adjusting during. Is there anything that sticks out to you that you want to, you know, go to bat for in terms of switching the tiers of anything? Season eleven got treated kind of bad in this <laughs> ranking. Um, being at the bottom of B. Yeah. Is kind of harsh for Stormpoint and the car and Ash, who was a pretty decent legend, um, especially when you compare her to Loba, Fuse, and Seer. But I don't necessarily want to to argue it too much. Well, I'll just slide it above Fuse's season, and uh, yeah. I think we can we can call that we can call that pretty fair. I, I know you know I think. We looked at the balancing holistically for this episode because we don't have the time to go into the balancing of each and every season 
I think if we, if you want to, you know, give us any feedback on this episode and share like, hey, this was the biggest update I can remember kind of thing, like the introduction of um, the introduction or the removal of low profile is a, was a really big deal. And maybe that should be a, you know, a sticking point in Apex Legends. I think if we got into the nitty gritty of all of it, maybe there's some slight changes, but I think overall at a high level, we, uh, we have a good list. And I think, unfortunately, looking back at it, a lot of these recent seasons we've had wound up in our uh, C and D tier, which uh, definitely points to, you know, Apex has not been, you know, we still enjoy the game, but the excitement level hasn't been the same. Uh, and maybe the hit rate hasn't been the same as these seasons as uh, earlier on uh, when the game came out. Yeah. But season 16, pretty high. So we're, yeah. we're trending upwards. Definitely trending upwards. That's going to wrap up the podcast. Thank you all, everybody, for listening. And thank you to our producer of the Third Party 10 who supports us over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, drop us a follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.